Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you listen to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and have been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis Throat Spray. I've used it consistently through the year and it's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ-fighting properties. What about you? I love the Propolis too, especially as somebody who always had strep throat and throat infections. It has seriously changed my entire life. (laughs) But with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. If you want to try the Propolis or the Beechel Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code Courageous Wellness, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash Courageous Wellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Welcome to the new year. Uh Uh-oh. 
happy 2020. We're already off to a great start. We, we're feeling spicy today, so <laughs> get excited for a spicy New Year's episode. Spicy New Year's episode. I cannot believe that we are entering 2020. It's a new decade. The it, Roaring Twenties, baby. It is. Ooh. The Roaring Twenties. Like Gatsby himself. <laughs> yeah. So how have you been? How is everything going in your life? Oh, it's just the two of us today in case you haven't got that. We're usually much more professional with our guests. Absolutely. Than with each other. Um, yes, but we thought since it is January 1st and it's a Wednesday, that why not start the year with each other and with our beautiful listeners that we love and um, give you some updates and talk about what you can expect at Courageous Wellness for the month ahead, which is always exciting. Yes. So. Miss Erica, hmm. we are doing Whole30 again this January. We are. So we are going to do it from January 2nd to January 31st. Um, I think that'll be our Whole30 day. So if you are starting today, congratulations. Um, it's very exciting. Um, this will be my second time doing Whole30. It will be Allie's third time yes doing whole 30 so um if we have any first time whole 30ers who are listening or anybody who's listening and wants to try it you know you don't have to start on january 1st or 2nd or 3rd you can start on the 5th or the 10th right it's just a whole 30 days um and for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is we'll just explain it really quickly it is essentially an elimination diet where you eliminate grains dairy, all sh- all added sugar. So fruit is okay, but pretty much everything else is not okay. <laughs> um, legumes. Alcohol. Alcohol. And then, of course, any um, processed, processed foods. foods. Yeah. So the point of Whole32, because we, you know, we talk a lot about diet culture on this podcast, and that's not something, you know, that we want to fall into uh although sometimes hard in the wellness world and um the purpose of doing whole 30 is to remove inflammatory things from your diet for 30 days to see how your body responds and to see how you feel and then incorporate some of those things that might normally be a part of your diet back into it and then also see how you feel so it's sort of like an experiment to see how you react and feel to certain foods that you may otherwise not realize are creating, you know, lethargy or inflammation or things like that. Sometimes that's a low grade thing. Yeah. And so, and you're also not supposed to weigh yourself at all. No, for the it's entire, not about weight loss. Yeah. So for the entire month. So, you know, last year was my first whole 30 and it was in January and it was truly, truly amazing. Um, I felt like it gave me the most food freedom that I have ever had because while that whole list we just gave everyone probably sounds and is very restrictive what you are able to eat there's no quantity limit so you can actually eat you know you know you can have 
all the proteins, right? The you can have um, vegetables, vegetables, <laughs> Allie's favorite, not so much mine, but you know, gotta live, love vegetables. Um, so vegetables, berries, nuts, you know, and you can get really creative in the kitchen. It was the most creative I've ever been in the kitchen. Yeah. And um, it forces you to get creative. In the yeah. Kitchen. And, and, you know, because, you know, certain nut butters are allowed, right? Just like almond butter that's made with just almonds. Um, You know, there were nights last January during Whole30 that I was in that jar with a spoon and I didn't feel bad about it at all because it was, it was just, it gave me a lot of food freedom in, in terms of not restricting myself. Mm. And I felt so good at the end of the month. I felt so good. And it was, um, if you're doing Whole30 for the first time, I would Google like that list of what to expect in each week. And it was pretty straightforward for me. Like by week two, I had like very low energy. By week three, I felt great. By like, you know, whatever those like markers were, I, I hit them all at like the time it said I would hit them. But um, by the end of the 30 days, I felt so good. And I'm really looking forward to feeling that way again. Um but I definitely didn't reintroduce food correctly in February last year. I just kind of, the whole month I did crave pasta and I had such weird food dreams, I remember. Um, but I just like went for that bowl of pasta and instead of just having the grains, right, which they say like reintroduce things one at a time. I had the grains with the dairy, with the whatever. And um, I did get a stomach ache, but I don't know what the culprit was. So this time I plan to reintroduce food at the end of the month the way you're supposed to, right? You start with a grain. Which is one sort of of category at a time. One category at a time. And then you wait a day to see how you feel before adding a second category. So I plan to do that correctly. I will say, um, even though I've done it before, I am a little more nervous. Really? Yeah, I know. It's not crazy. I'm excited because I know I'm going to feel great. I'm excited to get creative in the kitchen again. Um, I'm going to say I'm excited to save money because even though it is like a big shop in the beginning, you know, um, mm-hmm. I didn't eat out at all. You know, right. it, it does save you money in other ways on alcohol, on eating out, whatever. But um, the last couple months for me were very emotional months. Um just in terms of, you know, the holidays and family. And whereas last year I was really excited because I kind of let myself go crazy, which I always do. Um, But I just, you know, I eat whatever I want when I'm home and I'm enjoying myself. But um, I was really looking forward to like a reset because that isn't how I eat most of the time. But I think because I've noticed I've been emotionally eating more, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting thing because I do feel like my relationship with food is the best it's ever been. But in the last couple months, emotional eating habits have come back. Um, I am nervous about not having those emotional foods. I'm going to have to deal with my emotions basically. So um, you do have to lean in on whole 30. Yes. Because you become hyper aware of when you go for non-hunger hunger cravings yes so that's something you know I'm already thinking about different ways I can like quote treat myself that aren't food related like maybe a nice walk or a pedicure or um I have a a a gift card for a facial and so I'm saving that for January whole 30 things like that but yeah I think that's why I'm a little 
Last time I was nervous because I never thought I could give up grains for a month and I did and it was amazing. Um, but this time I'm nervous because I've, I've been going to food emotionally and I guess the big growth of that is I'm mindfully doing it. I'm not mindlessly doing it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to have to, you know, take care of myself so yeah. I can't ignore my feelings. Not that I am. It's not like anything is so, you know, um, terrible that's going on but I haven't been prioritizing right like the journaling and the morning and evening routines as I know many of us don't do during the holiday season because we get so busy um but I'm gonna have to really start instilling practices um yeah so anyway that's kind of where I'm at but I'm excited to begin tomorrow I can't believe it's already gonna be here and yeah I know I'm holding on to, I know I'm going to feel so good. I have you, our other friend, Melissa is going to be doing whole 30 in January too. So that helps. And then I know we have our, you know, network on the internet, right? Larger community, larger community. I'm also doing Danica Breisha's you year. I don't know if anybody else listening is doing that, but I'm really excited about it. It's like this month long, I think coaching program that she's hosting, um, to kind of set you up for, a great 2020 and I'm I'm very excited about that That's exciting so that and Whole30 are gonna be great <laughs> great ways to start the year yeah how are you feeling about doing Whole30 um good so I've done it twice and actually I'm experimenting I don't know if you could call I guess I'm sort of doing Whole30 with you guys but um based on my schedule and certain things that I know I have planned um that involve travel and a little bit of food um sort of experiences that like are scheduled already for January that I really want to participate in. Um, I've decided to try and do both because I've done whole 30 twice now and I've had wonderful results and I really felt great doing it. But I also know I've had the education from it now mm. for me and my body. So I know what I do great on and I know what I don't do great on. And so my goal with this month is to do it, but then also on like the two days that I know in particular that I want to maybe have a glass of champagne or have dinner in one certain city or something like that where I'm not going to go hog wild, but I want, I'm going to need like the flexibility that Whole30 doesn't actually have in it. Um, My goal is to be able to like incorporate those days and then go back to having sort of like the Whole30 eating be the most of the time for me. And so that's what I'm like experimenting with on a small level this month. I think that's going to be really great for you too. Yeah. And cause I think Allie and I have talked about this before it's, and this is something I also want to implement. I'm already thinking right to the after whole 30. Cause I think that's what was harder for me afterwards. Um, but Allie and I have talked about this where it's like, how do we find right balance? Cause we're both, we know how to restrict and, and not, in diet culture restrictive. Allie and I both have never really, other than Whole30, I certainly haven't done any regimented diet program. Um, But we both like, you know, like we can cut out certain foods from our diet for a certain period of time and we can enjoy food too. But it's like, how do you really create a most of the time that you feel really good doing? Right. I think that's like the new level for me is that like, okay, I know now how to eat to feel my best for me. So how can I do that? And then also like I'm such a foodie and I love to eat too. How can I incorporate those meals 
some of the time, but not have it change my most of the time. Yeah. And I think this kind of leads into, I think, something else that you and I have been talking about a lot lately. And I'd love to hear what, you know, our listeners think too. Um, But this concept, right, I've, it's been interesting for me the last couple of months. And, you know, we're going to have a great episode coming out in the new year with Robin Euclid. So Mm -hmm. look out for that. Um, That it's, it's really great. But, you know, she talks to us about this idea of, you know, there is no there and it is a constant evolution, right? Like our relationships with food and our relationships with our body. So it's interesting because I'm still in a better emotional place than I I was before, but different weird like body image stuff, right, has been coming back. And it's, you know, probably because again, like I just said, I haven't been prioritizing morning and evening routines that I know really serve me. But um, I really want to deal with that in 2020. I think that's really like that concept of balance and figuring out my most of the time, but also like really dealing with this like body dysmorphic, crazy, sometimes emotional eating way I have with my body. Mm -hmm. And something Jamila Jamil talks about, right, is like being body neutral, where it's like you don't have to be body positive, but you don't have to be body. That doesn't mean you're like, you don't have to be body negative or body positive. You can just be body neutral. And that is an interesting and intriguing concept to me because I feel like I'm always on one side of it. I'm either like, I love my body. (laughs) I love my body. (laughs) Or like your stomach is softer today or look at that cellulite or, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm in these places. I'm in the negative places for shorter periods of time. But that's such an interesting concept to me to just be like body neutral, body neutral. Like this is my body and it's healthy and, you know, I can move today. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm exploring it and, and same with food a little bit because I know health is really important and we talk about that a lot. But most of the time I do eat healthy. So why do I fixate right on the days or week? I don't. It's interesting. This concept of just being body neutral and maybe yeah. even food neutral a little bit where I know how to eat to serve and fuel myself, but I don't have to demonize myself because I ate something that I know is, you know, and, and when I say bad for me, I don't mean bad for me from like a fat perspective sometimes, but also like usually that and a like health a perspective junk. go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know if like, I don't really, I haven't really thought about body neutrality, but I don't know if I feel feel like I want food neutrality mm-hmm. um because I love food and I love loving food it's a great pleasure in life yeah um that being said when you're using food for example like any sort of anything can become abused yes right like any positive can become a negative when it's being used for the wrong reason or abused, or if used in a way that's intended to abuse, right? So like, whether that be a substance, or whether that be food, or whether that be shopping, or whether that be like, I don't know, pick your fill in the blank, right? Like, it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong or right with, I don't know, 
I guess shopping is an okay example. Like, but when you're doing it to like fill something, it's like, it's like when you're seeking the external to fill the internal, like it's never going to, it's never going to work. It's never going to wind up good. And so, um, I don't want to feel nothing about food. Like, and that's the thing. I don't want to feel nothing about my body. Like my body does so much for me. I want to feel appreciative for it. I want to feel appreciative for the food I have. I was thinking about that. Like we just did an event in December for um, the West Side Food Bank. And the more work that you and I do with um, sort of like food empowerment as our mission, like food affordability, food accessibility, food um, just like as a nourishing, wonderful part of life and acknowledging that like so many people don't even have access to that. Like so many people don't have bodies that like work fully for them and they can still find ways to like move through this world. And like, I, I don't know. I think that's the thing. It's like having had some health issues where you sort of take for granted your body until it's like not functioning in the way that it always does. Yeah. It sort of made me like, I don't, I don't want to feel neutral about that. I want to feel celebratory about that. Like I want to appreciate it just in the way that like I am fortunate enough to have like incredible food and I have choice for how I want to put this food in my body. And it's like a lot of people don't have that. And it's not to say that like I don't want to dismiss the fact that like people do have real issues with food with access to it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like emotional issues. You've talked a lot about that. We all have emotional relationships with it. But I want to keep perspective of like that I have. I want to remember to have the gratitude for it. Including my body and food. Well, I think that's the key. I think in times I feel the most off, right? Or I just feel like um, the struggle is harder. And that's not to say real things aren't happening, right? I suffer more when I don't have gratitude, right? So it's, it is interesting. You're helping me see like body neutrality might, if body neutrality takes away from the gratitude of what the beauty of what your body is actually doing, right. that could be maybe more harmful than helpful right. in the long run. Um, and inevitably, I mean, that would be an amazing thing. And maybe she means neutrality from a perspective of like not leading with it always having to be about our bodies. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is, is to get away from the obsession yeah. about it, which in that sense is probably a really good thing. But like, I just want to be like, hey, I have these like amazing legs that can even if I'm harsh on myself, like that I can walk and to care, like take me someplace. And I have the ability to cook like a really beautiful dinner tonight and it's going to taste delicious. And I love doing that and and to feel gratitude for that because, you know, we're working with so many people who don't have that option, who don't yeah. even have option for like nutritious food that that where they're like set up for the same success where like um people who do have access to nutritious food. We're like people who live on processed food because there's nothing else. It's like the only choice they have. I mean, that's not, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade my position for the world in that, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It just makes me realize like, I don't want to, it's like removing obsession. Definitely. And I think too, I mean, I nerd out, but when I am like appreciating my body Um, a big thing that has helped me, um, in my like seven year journey 
it really was learning about the gut microbiome, um, which I used to talk about all the time on this podcast, but I, it really did blow my mind learning about the six pounds of bacteria. Sorry, everyone, but we carry, right? Yeah, we do. In our gut, six pounds of bacteria that is not human. And all these little bugs just want your body to function and live and exist because they're eating what you're eating. And it just, I was like, there's this whole ecosystem inside of us and it's just mine. And that's so beautiful. And it's all like, it wants to work for me if I can fuel it to work for me. Right. That helped my relationship with food so much, but yeah, I know. And I'm sure many of you thinking and maybe you've like mastered it, but I feel like January is such a time when people are yeah. focused on food and their bodies m- probably more than any other month of the year. And so I think for me, I'm really thinking I've had so many layers of this journey and I have so much more knowledge now that I really it's, you know, I don't do resolutions in the sense where it's like, I'm going to do it this year. You know, I I kind of make more intentions for my year. Like 2018 was a year of conviction. You know, 2019 was faith instead of fear. And um, I just, I'm, I'm trying to get clearer and I will get clear this week on what I want the year of 2020 to be. But I definitely want it to be a year of learning to like, really respect my body Mm. and yeah just like really because I I do love myself it's Mm -hmm. not so much I don't know because my self-love journey led to my weight loss journey but I don't I think sometimes right when the way we eat is a form of self-care yeah and sometimes that self-care is that delicious you know you know, basket of French fries with friends or whatever, right? Like it's not that it has to be perfect, but it's really about, um, I want to eat to respect myself, be that the fries with friends or the glass of wine, you know, at a celebration or because I just like want a glass of wine and then also fueling my body with nutritious food because I respect myself so much to do that. It's it's interesting and I'm still in it. So um, I'm sure all of you will be on this journey with me and hear the evolution this year. But that's really my intention is like I want to deeply change my relation, mm-hmm. like deeply change my relationship with food and my body this year um, in a really great way. So I'm excited and I think Whole30 is going to be the start of that journey. And I know I do agree, you know, to go back to the teas of, you know, we have many good episodes coming out this month, but, you know, and in February, but our episode with Robin, when she talks about like, there is no there, that's an interesting yeah. concept to me too, that I want to explore more where you're never going to, and I know this right as a Buddhist, as a spiritual person, like you're never going to get to that point where everything's perfect, but how do I set myself up for my most of the time to really be the best it can be for me. Yeah. And and I was there and I'm sure I'll get back there, but I want it to be because I've been there and it didn't, it's, you know, I really want to like go deeper. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. I've been there where I felt like my most of the time was great. And I still do. I mean, I do eat pretty well most of the time. It was just interesting in the last couple months when my emotional eating habits came back that I was, 
it, it just showed me there's still more to explore. And there yeah. probably always still there will, always be. will be more to explore. And we know that. I mean, so Erica and I also in 2019, we went both went back to school. And so now we are finished and we are officially certified integrative nutrition health coaches. And um, as we say on our intro and, you know, Courageous Wellness is growing and we will be expanding as a, a wellness collective company and um, most likely, you know, still sort of articulating how our services are going to be offered. Um but outside of the podcast as well. And I think interestingly enough, because we talk about our own journeys, you know, when you start working with individuals and groups, it's like your journey continues as we know, having started coaching people as well. It's like you people, your clients and, and the groups that you work with continue to help you as you help them. It's like the journey evolves but it's also a mutual exchange and that's really interesting yeah no I I recently met somebody who is me 10 years ago Mm -hmm. maybe even like 12 years ago and um I was like wow like I can really help this person right because I've been there and I've experienced this so it was also such a great benchmark of how much you've evolved I've evolved and we've all evolved and I think sometimes it I think like the, when I think it's also a reminder that like we all need to uh, back to that concept of gratitude, like appreciate how far we have come. And this we're always going to be going through new layers. Right. Like I always say, like we're onions, but this layer is deeper because I've already gotten through so many other layers. And yeah, it is. I it is. It's amazing. And I know. Right. Like I know how to set myself up. That's the other thing for 2020 for me personally is um my morning and evening routines, I have to really, obviously it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be, you know, a hundred percent of the time I'm doing it, Right. but I know how to set myself up in the morning and I know how to set myself up in the evening. And maybe that has to evolve for the busier my schedule gets, Right. but it has to evolve. It can't just disappear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's exciting. I just feel like it's interesting. I do to want to set intentions for the year and something I'm really thinking about but over time I've gotten less like gung-ho about like resolutions like I really don't do that anymore no because it's like major changes that I've already made in my life over the last uh, uh, over my adulthood let's say last 13 years let's say <laughs> give give myself 20s and 30s but it's like they haven't happened on January 2nd never They've happened when I've decided it was time for them to happen. Yeah. It's so interesting. I w- I've been thinking about this a lot today specifically. It's it's like that concept. There's this quote. Um, obviously, Ali and I practice Buddhism. And um, the president of our organization is a man named Daisaku Ikeda. And there's this quote that I love that I always go back to That's that says, when your determination changes, everything changes, right? That's a shortened version of this longer quote. But um, you can't fake your determination changing. No. Because I've seen this happen so many times in my life. When something in me fundamentally shifts, everything shifts, right? It's like you struggle for a year and a day or, you know, you struggle for six months and an hour, right? Because it's like we've all seen that happen where it's three years 
and a month, right? It's like, right. it just ends all of a sudden right. and you, because something deep inside of you has shifted, Changed. but yeah. you can't fake, fake that. Them. So I've just been thinking about that a lot today because I feel like I'm at this crucial moment where like something major is about to shift in mm-hmm. my life for the positive and all of this like stuff, right? It's, it's just coming up. It is just coming up, but it's also just trying to distract me from where I'm going. And I think a lot of times in life, it's easy to fixate on, you know, oh, like (laughs) talked a lot about cheese today outside of this podcast. Yeah. But you know, it's like, oh, like, why did I just like eat those slices of cheese last night? Or why am I keeping whatever? And it's even that on the smallest scale, it's, it's like, who has time for that? There's that great, it's like, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. There's that great quote. That's like, um, I think we talked about it on our soul episode actually before Thanksgiving about, um, is it that quote from Janine Roth? But it's basically that quote that is all around the internet that everybody has probably seen, but it's something like, think of how much time you would have if you weren't thinking and worrying about food. And like what you were eating. Yeah. Like how much time would you have to do everything else? Right. And I think for me, that's what it is. It's like focusing on the extra cheese slices or whatever. However, I'm not fueling myself properly and whatever. It's taking away from time I could be spent focusing on other things. Yeah. It's so interesting. And it's also interesting, I will say, because I did, um, I enjoyed you know, as many people do Thanksgiving to Christmas, yeah. like I fully enjoyed. Um, but man, my like brain fog, I felt it eating the way I don't normally eat for about a month. Wow. Do I actually feel different? Yeah. It's not just like, like the reality is I haven't gained like much if any weight. like my clothes all fit the same. Yeah. But the mental game so real. Yeah. So actually real. that's an interesting reason also to experiment with whole 30. You know, it's not just a, like the physical, the mental, it's all connected. So, um, yeah, I would say if anybody's interested in it and you guys can DM us too, we're not like, yes, we are holistic health coaches. So we'd be happy to sort of like guide, but we're not like whole 30 reps or anything like that. It's just, um, Again, like I talk about, it's like a self-experimentation where, to be honest, most of my own personal health changes that have related to diet, to food over the years, have all been done through experimenting on myself and seeing how I feel and using how I feel as the barometer of what I want to eat. And sometimes that results in a physical change and sometimes it doesn't, to be honest. Like sometimes it just results in an energy change yeah yeah and that's great yeah and that's perfectly fine you know and you know like you said it's a journey and um anyway so but that's also another reason for if anybody's curious to sort of like experiment with the whole 30 thing that could be you know an, an interesting sort of barometer yeah to use I also just love um the energy of the new year I just love it it, I don't know. It just, it really gets me excited. I know every day is a new year and that's so true. Like if you're listening to this and it's like February, it's what's crazy about a podcast. You're listening to this in March. Who knows? Every day can be the, like the first day of something great. But I do, I do like the energy of 
the new year and a new start. And I'm really excited. And um, I'm really excited to just journal and get really clear. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about all of our exciting guests. We're going to have a really great month for you at Courageous Wellness too. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be a great lineup of yes. amazing women and individuals, and you're going to feel very inspired. But we're definitely going to touch on a lot of these topics in the next couple months with our guests, um, not exclusively, of course, but yes. we're going to be talking about food and mood and emotions and trauma and um, the whole gamut, right? Because you know, again, through sharing our stories, I was, I was telling someone earlier, I used to have so much shame and even talking about how I lost 50 pounds, right? Cause it meant that I had had 50 pounds to lose really crazy because now, which isn't crazy. It was how I felt at the time, but now I talk about it all, all the, the time, time. and th there's no shame. There's no power in any of that old stuff. And so I think if you're listening to and you're trying to get clear, I think just share your story more. Um, listen to other people's stories because I think there's a lot of power in vulnerability, sharing your story mm -hmm. and just being so open and being open yeah. to other people's perspective and experience too. Yeah, it's true. And we're so lucky because we get to hear them all the time. I know. We get to like learn from, I mean, I don't even know what our episode is number now, but like we're close to 80. We, I think this might be 80. We're in the eighties now. We're 80 81. years old. No. Oh my God. We're so old. But yeah, it's like, it's think about how many people we get to talk to and learn from. I mean, that's like just a sort of nice perk of the job. Yeah. Um, and we want to bring you new giveaways in the new year, which um, we're really excited about. We just want to connect to you even more because um, we're really, we're just always in awe of this community that's being built. And so um, we definitely want to be able to offer you more things. Yeah. Too. Some fun so. goodies coming your way. Yeah. We did some over December and we're going to continue to do more. Yeah. Is there anything else that you're really looking forward to this year or this month? Man, so much. I think really, to be honest, growing and seeing where our courageous wellness journey comes, you know, know, goes. Um, Erica and I have talked about like things have been such a busy, busy sort of like go with the kind of hamster wheel running um, through 2019 because it just it just grew and, and became busier than we could expect. Um, but now really setting aside the time in January to set the intention for like, OK, what do we want for the next phase? And that's exciting. And I'm excited to bring that out. Um, yeah, yeah to, the, to our audience. What about to um, if anybody is listening who maybe is looking for different ways to feel inspired in the new year? What are some things that you're implementing or have implemented? Is there anything new that you've been doing or that you've tried? Oh, that's a good question. I'm thinking. Um, I've been, you know, so my, my thing for myself is like movement. Um, I've always been like, you've been such a, you're so consistent with movement. And I always feel amazing when I move my body, but I've had such a roller coaster of 
over the course, because I'm a performer, I've had such a roller coaster of a relationship with movement over the years where I go from like moving to in an extreme ways where I'm like doing 15 shows a week and my back hurts and like I'm going to the physical therapist all the time and I'm going to the chiropractor or whatever it may be going for massages sports massages ice baths on my feet crazy kind of things to like not wanting to do anything and I've had that sort of like that's where my roller coaster journey has been and then or even in my personal life where I would get really fit and then get really unfit. Like I just was sort of an all or nothing kind of. And I'd go through phases. And then so it was always like a struggle sort of getting back into, you know, it's hard when you start like you haven't really worked out for a long time. And then you start doing it again. And then you're in pain. And it's like I've sort of tried to implement at the end of 2019 some movement. It can be a more intense exercise class. Or it can be a walk or it can be a Pilates class or it can be 20 minutes on the treadmill and, and whatever it may be. And it's not every day, but whatever it may be like, and maybe on days that I don't do something like that, I just like take my stairs or park further away from, you know, the grocery store kind of thing. I'm trying to be more gentle with consistency in movement for myself. That's really important. Yeah. I, because it would be like extreme movement to the point of pain for my body or like no movement to the point of detriment to my body and not feeling great. And I just want like something in between. It looks like balance. It looks like 2020 is going to be the year of balance yeah. for Ali. It, it just kind of sounds like that, right? Like yeah. it's similar to what you're talking about with food. Yeah. You want to feel balanced working out. You want to feel right. like not it's extreme not extreme restriction. Right. Not extreme in either way. In yeah, one way or the other. And I think that's actually now that I'm reflecting on that based on your question, I think that's sort of my goal for everything. Like 2019 was so busy, right? So busy for me. And I, I like being busy, but you know, there's that fire. Quote, yeah, I know. All fire. That quote of like, and I, I actually deeply believe this and I, I, it's made me really reflect on my life a lot. Like being busy doesn't make you more important. And I, I do really believe that. And so I think all the things that I wanted to do in 2019, I mean, I was gonna say all the things I was doing, I wanted to do. It was just like, I felt like it was at the expense of, my own self-care a lot of the time. And so for 2020, I think my goal for myself is to do the things, stay busy in the ways that I want to be busy, but not at the expense of my own rest or my own health. Yeah. And that's, that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) Like I'm going to feel rested when I rest, you know, like that's, We'll check back. We'll try. We'll check back. <laughs> I. It's so interesting because, you know, fitness, right? Food and fitness are definitely January themes for a lot of people. And I do. It's it's interesting. All the stuff I have around food, I do not have around fitness. Like yeah. I feel and it, it really started from and if like anyone listening is searching for a fitness practice, it's you just have to experiment till you find something you love. And finding something that I really loved changed my relationship with fitness in like the best way, right? Because um, 
yeah, like the month of December, I did not work out very much, but I don't even think about it because movement is just so a part of what I do that I'm not even, it's like, oh, well, the next time I can, I'm going. It, it, like, I don't even right. worry about it falling to the wayside because when it's, I, it's just so ingrained and in something I know makes me feel good and something I love doing. It was interesting. Someone recently, um, asked me what I did for fun. Um, like just like, they were like, well, what, what do you do for fun? And I was like, I really enjoy working out. Like I, that is fun for me. I like working out with my friends. I like trying new classes. It is just something I really enjoy doing, um, which I never thought I would say, but it has given me that freedom when, you know, I'm with my family for a few days or I'm out of town or right. it's the holidays and I didn't really work out. It, 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 I don't feel bad about it's it. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So it's, that's interesting. I'm like, Oh, I've, there's something I've, I've gotten down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I really, yeah, I think, I, yeah, for me, I think it's really going to be about like something I really want to implement again is just for me, consistency more than anything is I want to be consistent in morning and evening routines. Mm -hmm. I'm good with chanting. I chant morning and evening no matter what, but the quality, right, is not always the same. But beyond that, again, journaling really serves me. Just reading a book. Yeah. Reading a book serves me so much. Um, sometimes watching TV. I love TV, but I just, I don't want to do anything mindless. I really want to be mindful about my morning and evenings, um, even That's washing great. my face, <laughs> yeah. which I do. But, you know, I think we all know, all the women listening know, there's like, you can like really wash your face yes. and have like this beautiful nighttime or morning skincare moment. And then you can just like, you know, scrub your face and take your makeup off. Take your makeup. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend sent me something recently. It was like, uh, let's be real ladies. It was like a, a meme or something like a makeup wipe is not the same thing as washing your face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Busted. And we've all been there. Right. So Busted. yeah, I just, I do want to be more intentional and I know it's not going to be perfect. And speaking of like new year's is bullshit. <laughs> um, or, you know, you, you, your new year's could be any day of the year. Um, my fitness journey began October of 2013 and it was not January 1st. Right. So October, 2013 is when my life changed with fitness and right. I haven't looked back. Right. So yeah, it's it's really I think something that's something that did really serve me in 2019 that I want to take with me is this concept of forward is forward. Yes. And I really like that concept because it allows you to be softer with yourself, right? It's yeah. like, well, did you move forward? I did. So there we go, right? Like right. I'm moving forward and eventually right when you look back, you're going to be very far away from where you started. So Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting as far as if we're taking something with us from 2019. Um, mine is I learned to be less like in the beginning of the year when I was juggling so much stuff. I think I was being really hard on myself. But I feel like by the end of the year I was handling it. I'm tired, but I was handling it, you know, and I wasn't as burnt out as I was in the beginning. Definitely. So that was like a sign of expanding my life for me. So I'd like to continue to not be so hard on myself, to try to just be present when I'm like, whatever it is, the task at hand I'm tackling and to really be conscious of like, I get to do this. Like I want, I want to be doing a lot of what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, sometimes there are things we have to do that we don't want to do, but like, I'm so fortunate that most of my life now 
I'm doing things, even work things that like I want to be doing. Yeah. And to remember that. Yeah. So So important. Gratitude. Let's all just try to come from a place of gratitude in 2020 because it'll really make a difference. Yeah. It really does. I think it's the key to happiness. I'm grateful for courageous wellness. I'm grateful for courageous wellness and I'm grateful for another year. Yeah. Let's do this. Keep doing it. Thank Have you guys. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking over each other. I know. Um, everybody, happy 2020. Happy New Year. Happy Roaring 20s. Definitely come back next week. We have a really great episode for you. It's gonna be um it's gonna be fantastic. We're gonna get deep. We're gonna get deep all month. Um, we have lots of great guests in 2020. Oh my god. We're gosh. already like booked, booked, booked. It's it's really going to be exciting. So if you don't already subscribe, you will get an episode every single Wednesday right at midnight. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Leave us a nice review. Get in touch. We love hearing from you. We want to hear your courageous wellness stories. So yeah, have a great first day of the new year. We're so excited. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.